Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome back to Keanu Marie Weekly. And we are still busting through this series called Amplify Your Weddings. And to be perfectly honest, I could not continue this conversation or this entire series without introducing you to one of my soul sisters. Her name is Laura Murphy with Laura Lee Creative. Laura is an incredible workflow system time management guru who is going to take your chaotic mess of a business and I'm talking about the back end here because I know your images are beautiful. I know that what you provide is above and beyond. But what if you could take that messy middle and turn it into a streamlined, well-worked and oiled machine? Laura has the ability to turn your 40-hour work week into something that is half the time than that and truly leaving more time for freedom, life, and let's get back to the things that you actually wanted to do when you started your business. So Laura is just so incredible. She is a wife, a cat mom, and she's just She's just one of my favorite humans ever. And we, she's one of those friends, like I mentioned before, I've had other guests on the podcast where I feel like we've known each other for years and it really hasn't been that long. I can't imagine life without her. Laura, you can catch her RVing with her hubby and her cat. She even takes her cat on the road and she is a talented photographer, whether she is capturing brand photography. She used to be a incredible wedding photographer. And uh, yeah, she is just a gem and she is a new friend that you have to meet. So without further ado, let's get Laura on the show. Here we go. Welcome to Keanu Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, Laura. Welcome. I'm so, so thrilled you're here with us today. Me too. Thanks, Kiana. Oh, this is so fun. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. 
Yes. Well, we're so excited to have you. I feel like we cannot continue this amplify your wedding series without you. You are the honestly, just like the best leader when it comes to workflows and systems and time management. And to be perfectly honest, you are a living, like living example of time freedom, Laura. So I, I just have to share you with my world and I'm just so happy. So happy you're here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, definitely. Everything for me comes down to time freedom. I want to be able to travel and also serve my clients well and not feel like my mind is scattered and chaotic all the time. Cause I think you and I share the trait that we're very visionary and enthusiastic and idea generators. And so when you have all that going on in your brain, you don't also want all of the moving parts of client management going on in your brain. So workflows and systems were the catalyst for me and just like having mental peace in addition to time freedom. Yes. I love that. Well, let's, let's dive right into these juicy questions. Cause I mean, we can go on and on about these workflows and systems. And like, if you can share with us, Laura, how these workflows and systems can enhance the client experience for our couples. So I'll start off with first, just what kind of how I define a workflow versus a system that'll kind of lead into my answer. For me, when I'm teaching workflows, a workflow is something that is going to be an A to Z process of every single thing that you do for your clients, your couples, whatever it is that you do for your business. This can apply to any service-based business owner. I'm a photographer myself as like Kiana is also obviously a workflow strategist, but workflows are just A to Z of every single thing you do. So this is going to include everything on the client facing side. So I have one of my workflow clients, actually, they call it front stage versus backstage. So just like at a play, you have the script front stage, but backstage, all of the set design and all that stuff is happening. And so your front stage tasks are going to be any email that you send your clients, the contracts you send, your proposals, your invoices, questionnaires, welcome guides, gift boxes, stuff like that. And then all of your backstage things are all of the things that you have to do in your business to complete that project. So using wedding photography as an example, you have to build the timelines and build a family formal list. And maybe you need to ask your insurance company for your certificate of insurance and to the venue and introduce yourself to vendors and all of these different things that are going to be tasks within the workflow. So your workflow is going to basically start when the contact form comes through, you're going to have an inquiry workflow and a booked workflow. And then a system is basically the how. So I always say if a workflow is the what and when, a system is how you're doing it within your workflow. When you're building all this out, the end result is that you want it in a CRM, which is going to be something like HoneyBook or Dubsado, 17 Hats, all of those things. And within all of their workflow tools, is it's going to ask you when you want these actions to happen. So it'll be like five days before project date, four months before project date, send the wedding day questionnaire. So those are the when, so I call those the triggers. So workflow is actions and triggers, what and when, and then system is how you're doing something. And systems are 
amazing for kind of the next layer of systems would be taking it out of your head and putting it into a standard operating procedure as you start to grow your business so that somebody else can take on those tasks and actions for you on your behalf and know how to do that. So that's kind of just like the quick and dirty definition of them. Um, So as you can imagine, once you have all of these things written out in a workflow, your client experience goes through the roof because if you're doing a workflow well, or I will say your workflow has to be good in order for it to improve the client experience. So I'll give you an example. If you think of a restaurant, Obviously, we have all been and experienced two totally different, you know, wheelhouses as far as going to a restaurant goes. So we've probably all been to a restaurant where you go, it takes forever to get seated, and then the server forgets to even bring over your menus. There's no water on the table, and they never come over to ask how your food is, and you're just like, I just really want extra ketchup for my french fries, and they, like, never come around. And the food might be good, but... The whole service leading up to actually eating the food is kind of lackluster and just kind of non-existent versus a restaurant that's going to be a high-end restaurant, high prices, have all those five-star reviews online. They're going to be bringing you to your table as soon as you get in. They're going to have the menus ready for you, water's on the table. There's like nice warm rolls brought out to you. They might educate you on what wine goes with what entrees. They're checking in on you to see how your meal is after it comes out. They're like, you know, making jokes with you. Like when I was in Sedona, like right after I visited you, we went to a restaurant and the guy was just so nice. And like Scott, my husband ordered a beer, but they were changing the keg. So he was like, oh, I'll bring you a little sampler of another beer while we wait for the keg to get tapped. So you're not like drinkless. And then when we left, he was like, oh, please leave me a review on Yelp. My name is Adam. And if you leave a review, I get a free burger from my boss. So I'd really appreciate (laughs) it. And so like that was his offboarding. And so he was amazing the whole time. And those experiences at a restaurant are going to be the ones that you're going back to over and over again. Like just if somebody just has good food and that's all that they have going for them, but they don't have the service ahead of time, then it's really difficult to have client retention and referrals for that restaurant. And so we can take that example and apply it to our wedding business, our portrait business, our service-based business in general, and say, okay, how can we serve our clients ahead of time to deliver an incredible client experience that is proactive. And we really want our workflows to kind of put out any fires that might happen throughout the process before they happen. So I think honestly, the key to really great workflows is just communication is like built into your workflow. Education is built in and they're organized and you're always a step to two to three steps ahead of your client. So when you could do that, I always say like, I I hate flagging down servers at a restaurant. So I'm like, if they come over to see if I need anything before I have to flag them down, that's amazing because I feel so awkward doing that. And that's how I want my workflows to be as well. So when you can improve your communication, your organization, your efficiency, and you're not starting your emails with, sorry for the delay, then it's going to be such a better experience for your clients. When I first implemented all of these kind of moving parts and my workflows 
into my business. I think it was 2015 that I started implementing them. My referrals went up by 1200% in 2016. So we more than doubled my revenue and my business. And then also a price increase came with that because I was way more in demand. I had way less supply of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to raise my prices. And I also felt really confident raising my prices because I knew that I had such a great experience built into my workflow. So that's kind of long, long story. And kind of how it all comes together is when the workflow is built into the CRM also, sorry, I am answering this so long. I just get really excited. No, this is good. <laughs> Keep going. This is such great information. <laughs> when you build the workflow into your CRM, so into HoneyBook or Dubsado, once it's attached to the projects, the CRM is going to tell you when it's time to do all those actions. So it'll say like, hey, it's time to send Kiana the vendor questionnaire or the brand photography questionnaire. It's time to send her check-in for her photo shoot. It's time to charge your battery. It's time to do whatever. Um, And so A, you don't have to think about what you have to do. So you have that mental piece that project management is kind of, you know, a piece of cake. And then B, the client experience. You're building in a partially automated client experience without having to like reinvent the wheel every time you have a new client. That is amazing. No, this is so helpful, Laura, because I feel like that is one thing too. Like I'm noticing this in a lot of conversations I've been having for this series is a lot of us get into photography because we love it, because we have a talent for it and we are creative and we love the in-person connection and just, just creating art but we don't have these built-in business tactics and we don't have this like business brain for this. And so when we can start adding these workflows and these systems into our daily life, for me, the best way to describe it is just upping your legitness. Like you literally can turn your business from a passion hobby to a full-blown professional photography business that is legit and is credible and has the, and not just the reviews from past clients, but has the present presence of being a professional. And that is amazing. I, I get a lot of questions from other photographers, or I see a lot of times they're posting in our Facebook groups, which I don't think people are crazy for posting these, some of these questions. Cause I'm like, how does that not get back to some clients? I don't know. But, um, but sometimes they'll ask questions and they'll be so concerned about, you know, why don't my couples just trust me? Why don't, why don't people just believe that I'm going to do my job? And it just makes me cringe. Cause just like you mentioned earlier, it's like, it's up to us to be proactive. We have to, to set this, set the standard for communication with our couples and be so like three or four or five steps ahead. So then that way, like you said, it's so us flagging down a waiter at a restaurant, the equivalent for that for us is making sure that they have location ideas for their engagement session or that they are aware for their upcoming branding shoot. Uh, they're aware of parking situations, right? Like whatever, like these are all things that we can be so proactive about that just adds to just the legitness. So I love that you're mentioning all this. Yeah. Like your client should not have to ask you, what do I wear to my session? Cause you should have answered that in the welcome guide and the engagement session questionnaire, like all of those things. And I feel like clients don't realize that they want all of that mm-hmm. experience and communication until they have it. And like, if people were to go 
online and searched my Google reviews for Laurel photography, almost all of my reviews say something about my communication and organization and how it made their experience as my bride so stress-free. And they're just like, I knew that I could fully trust Laura and she was so professional and organized. And I knew that she had everything under control. Like that is what people want going into their wedding day. I think the other thing is too with, and I think this is honestly such a huge piece to increasing your revenue and profits and prices and all your referrals and all that. If you are a photographer and you are only you're signing the contract with people and then you're showing up to the wedding day, taking really beautiful photos and then delivering the gallery. Like amazing that you delivered great work and people can talk about that and they can tell your friends, oh my gosh, Laura did a beautiful job on my wedding. Kiana did a beautiful job on my wedding. However, if they know people, so say like for me, I'm often working with people for one to two years for the wedding from like contract to wedding day. If I'm not giving any client experience during that time, the only time they can confidently refer me to a friend is after I've delivered their wedding gallery. So that happened to me as a bride with a few people is like I signed and paid and then didn't hear from them until the wedding day. So it's like, I know that the music is going to be great and you're going to do a great job DJing because I've experienced it as a wedding vendor. I've worked with all my vendors, but I was just like, I haven't heard from you other than if I owe you money. And so I'm just like, do you even, are you going to show up to my wedding day? Like I was just so stressed about some of our vendors with lack of communication. And I was like, wow, I would have referred you so to all of my friends who were getting engaged around the same time, because I would have had something to talk about and be like, oh, they were, they're so communicative. They're so organized. But unless I can only talk about your actual product, you're just cutting down on your referral capability so much. Oh my gosh. No, that's so important. And a good reminder, because I feel like we have social media today. And I know you and I have talked about this before. So with social media, whether we're as business owners, we're posting onto Instagram or we're making Facebook updates or they're following us and we're dancing on TikTok. But if you aren't doing those, if you're not being super active and communicating in between, but between the contract and then the wedding date, they may think you rent like you were out of business. Like they will literally have that insecurity. Like, I hope they, I hope they didn't just take my money and run. <laughs> so having these touch points are huge. So Laura, okay. So let's walk through a couple ideas. So I know you mentioned education is really important and being really proactive about, I, I heard you mention the welcome guides and all that, you know, I think those are so incredible. So in your experience, what are some great ways, um, or some touch points that we can create for our couples? And then where are we providing these resources? Like, do you suggest we're writing blogs? Are we actually sending out magazines? Are people still doing that? Um, what is, in your opinion, the best way to not just send an email, but to maybe maybe direct our clients to um, other ways of, of sharing education? So I have in my own workflow, probably like 15 to 20 blogs that I wrote literally years ago, and they're still evergreen content. It's like, what to pack for, you know, the night before your wedding, how to have a stress-free wedding morning, what to do if it rains, how to, why you should have an unplugged ceremony. All of these are blog posts that I have written. And then I have an email in my workflow that links to the blog posts. So that's definitely one way. 
I do still have my wedding, Caitlin James wedding guide um, that I send to my couples. I also think that there are, there are so many I give, but I think when people spend the time to really figure out what their brand differentiators are and how their strengths can get pulled into a workflow, I think that that is when your entire experience gets super elevated and you're doing things that aren't just necessarily educational, but you're including these really unique special touches throughout your entire experience that are going to attract and repel your ideal couples. And so one of my past coaching clients, she is incredible and she adopted her dog Reese a couple years ago from a you know rescue adoption center. And so now if any of her couples bring their dog to their engagement session or shoot, she makes a donation in their name to the rescue place. And so she attracts a lot of dog lovers and she's like, I want to have that as part of my wedding experience. And she also has a background in graphic design and brand design. So she designs custom logos for them with like their name or their initials or like she calls them wedded logos. And so I'm like, that's so cool. So she's bringing in her unique strengths into all of this. To me, I feel like I'm just very much an educator and relational marketing and stuff like that. So education is such a big part of mine. If gift giving is part of your love language, like giving welcome gifts or thank you gifts on the wedding day or writing a thank you card. So I think that you can really play to your strengths to bring those touch points in. But I always say like, if you go through the actual five love languages, I feel like you can just come up with ideas of how to bring those into your work, whether it's words of affirmation, gift giving, acts of service, listening to your clients about what's stressful to them. And if, you know, if you don't currently make timelines, all of your couples are so stressed making their wedding day timeline, how can you figure out how to add that into your workflow? And that's a, you know, active service that you can take your expertise and do for them. So I think there are, well, it's like a million ways, but I try to round out my workflow with all of the love languages. So it's like, there's gifts, there's acts of service, there's words of affirmation, which could seriously just be a text message. Like key, you are so good at this of texting before or after a shoot and be like, Oh my God, you guys were fire. I freaking loved working with you and you are so gorgeous. And I'm so excited to edit the images like that, that is client experience. That is a touch point. That is so easy to do. It takes you 15 seconds and it makes them feel so good. And when you put it into your workflow to have a task, remind me to send hype text message to client after shoot you're not going to forget it. And even if you're busy and you're having a bad day, you're going to get the reminder and be like, oh my gosh, I have to send Kiana how excited I was about her session. And they're just going to feel so special. That's amazing. I love all those details and I love making them so personalized to you. And this is huge too. I love, I have to like repeat this, that the more you can share about yourself, the more you can share about your own personality, your desires, the things that light you up. I mean, just like your client and the puppies, like that is brilliant. I've, I've heard of a lot of businesses donating to their charities of choice. And I'm what an incredible piece that shares so much about you. And then you're going to be a magnet to those types of people. (laughs) So that is so awesome. Yeah, exactly. You do, you get to do good in the world and you get to attract good people to you. It's amazing. I love it. 
So, okay. So right now I'm kind of thinking, okay, this sounds really daunting as far as going through and writing out every single step, right? So, so if we're going to make this workflow and create these systems, that would be the first task, right? Is just to go through, just get a notebook out or whip up a Google doc and just start dumping every single thing you do. And, and then what, <laughs> like how, like what's next? The complete framework is a four-part framework. I call it uh, the take back your time framework. So phase one is structure. I had to come up with four S's because I love alliteration. So (laughs) the whole framework is structure, streamline, systematize, and scale. But to break that down further, the structure phase is when you're creating your workflow. So yes, like you said, grabbing a notebook, grabbing a Google Doc, writing down from the second your contact form comes through, all the way through delivering the gallery, wishing your couple a happy anniversary a year after their wedding day, doing all of that is phase one. So you're mapping out the workflow of every action you do and then every trigger. So when every action is happening. And then I would definitely recommend going through the workflow after you've written all this out and saying, okay, where are all the holes in my client experience now? Where do I not have enough touch points? Where do I need to add a text message or an email or a welcome or, you know, another gift? How can I, especially with weddings, if you are working with people for two years and you're not talking to them for nine months, you know, maybe they won't expect something, but if you can even just send a six months out from wedding check-in email, like, Hey guys, how's planning going? Anything I can help with? Are you house hunting? How's your job? I saw you got a new puppy. Like, you know, you can customize those things, but you can have those built into your workflow, like pre-templated. And then you can just, you know, creep on them on Instagram and be like, oh, I saw this happen on Instagram. Let me put that in the email. So once you write it all out, go in, see where your holes are. So that's phase one. You want the whole structure written out. Phase two is streamline. So that is writing all the content. So once you know what your workflow is, you'll see, okay, I have to write a blog about having unplugged ceremonies. I need to write follow-up emails to my leads. I need to write a thank you email after consults. I need to write. So there's a lot. I sell all my email templates in my shop because there's so many. There's 110 emails that I have in my wedding and engagement workflow. So phase two, that's just creating all your content, also creating all your questionnaires, creating welcome guide content, like any client facing. Those are basically the front stage, create the front stage. And then phase three is systematized. So once you have all of the moving parts of the workflow and the content, then you sign up for your CRM of choice. If you don't have one already and you start plugging it into your CRM and I use HoneyBook. I've used HoneyBook for I think seven years now. I can't believe it's mid 2022 already, but I think 2015 is when I started on HoneyBook. And Once it's in there, you apply your workflows to all of your projects, and then you'll be able to go into, it's called the task manager in HoneyBook in Dubsado. I think it's called the task manager as well, or like tasks or something. Every single day, you get to go into this and HoneyBook is going to give you a to-do list. So right now, I think I have 40 active photography projects and like 57 active brand slash workflow projects in HoneyBook. So 
97 active projects. That's a lot. I do not have a full-time team. I don't even have a full-time employee. I have a part-time employee on 20 hours a week and myself and somebody on five hours. So lots of projects and we are managing it just fine. I don't even work full-time. I don't think Um, I don't track my hours, but all of HoneyBook is just going to pull your tasks every day into a list for you. So it'll say, time to do this, time to do that, time to do this, time to do this. So it basically becomes the Alexa for your business. That's all of phase three is getting your CRM fully maximized. And then phase four is scale. And that is the phase where you're actually taking your workflow and you're writing out how to do every step. And so you might be recording videos of how you send a proposal, what you tweak every time you send a proposal, your writing paragraph SOP, standard operating procedures of everything with the goal that you don't have to be the one to do all of these things forever in your business. So I think that people have a lot of pride in like bootstrapping and being solopreneurs, but the reality is if you want to be a business owner, you eventually should be upgrading yourself to CEO and not just an employee for yourself. And so that last phase of creating those processes and procedures to hand these things off to somebody else is is what is going to eventually allow you to stay in your zone of genius of you know shooting and all those needle moving tasks for your business. So how can you explain? I know you you said this buzzword like this phrase to me while you were visiting and it was about how you can turn Honeybook into your own admin, right? Like like yeah. you can turn so it's like for your business. Yeah, that is amazing. So let's just say, like, how much time does this really save you? So like, because, you know, coming up with this and like doing the grunt work first is going to, is going to take time. It's going to take a lot of articulating and preparing. You even said in between your, as you're listening out your stuff, you're thinking, oh gosh, I got to go do a quick YouTube video on this. Or, oh, I got to do a quick blog post, which we, as we mentioned, will be evergreen and will literally like last for the next two, three, four decades, (laughs) like this stuff doesn't change, but like, what is your advice for coming up with these things and then staying consistent? To answer your first question of how much time it saves, uh, I would say 75% of your- That's insane. Like if you're doing, my assumption is that most people who are working between 60 to 80 hours a week, which is not uncommon for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and business owners are- working that much because they are scattered and things aren't streamlined. So once everything is streamlined, there should not really be a reason that you're working more than 20 hours a week managing the business. Like I said, we have 97 active projects between my two companies right now. I'm doing less than 20 hours a week on client work, I would say. And then I probably have a couple hours of like consult calls and stuff like that in addition to that. But that's including me doing all the work and meeting with all my clients. And I only outsource a portion of my editing. So I'm still doing like I could outsource a lot of things, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm in an editing mood. So I'm just going to edit this brand session or I'm like on fire about it and I want to get it done right away or something. So yeah, I would say for me, it was about 75% of my time. I estimated that when I implemented even just my post-production system that I teach and that I have in my shop, I believe that I cut 1,200 hours of work over the course of a year. 
Amazing. Oh my God. I can't even handle it. Like, I think that's just so incredible. And this is all a testament to the workflows and systems and all that magic. Yes. Yep. Well, and it's crazy too. Cause I think that like, that's the whole reason why we got into business. Like, hello sister. Like this is why we decided to be our own business owners is to get away from this corporate life to truly take charge of our time and our energy. And I can just, I can just imagine for a lot of us listening, especially wedding photographers, like, babe, can you imagine working 10, 15, 20 hours a week, just in your business alone, like just in the like paperwork time at your laptop. And then of course you have your wedding days on the weekend and you have your engagement sessions and you know, your fun stuff you got going on during the week. But if you could just whittle down all of this back and forth emails and drag and drop time and all this time management during the week, if we can whittle that down to 20 hours instead of the 40, 60, 80 hours a week, like, oh my gosh, Laura, you are just like the superhero of time saving. (laughs) But also I will say me doing 20 hours a week for client work, the majority of that is coaching and workflow clients. So if I was only running my wedding photography business, I... Oh, people are probably going to hate me for this, but, um, I would probably be working less than five hours a week. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's, so that's not obviously not including your wedding days and your like shooting days, right. but right. just your lab, let's just call it your laptop computer work. would be about yep. five hours. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes that includes editing as well because I hate post-production. So I tried to figure out how to do it as fast as possible, but, um, yeah, like I will, outsource a lot of my wedding edits. Um, and it depends, like if I have a photo, you know, if I have three photo shoots, it's going to be more than five hours a week, obviously. But in April I had 11 shoots, one wedding and 14 workflow projects. And I was still probably working less than 40 hours a week. And so I think that's the other thing is that people can make so much more money when they implement workflows and systems and get streamlined because you increase your capacity so much. So I know so many freaking people that limit their capacity for shooting, doing weddings, doing portrait sessions, whatever, um, which is totally fine if you are doing that because you have a family and you have boundaries and you don't want to shoot that much. Like that is 100% amazing. But if people are limiting their capacity because they just can't keep up with the work. They're leaving so much money on the table. And so I know some people that do only one to two workflow projects a month. And I did 14 last month. And so I'm like, okay. And we charge the same price. So I'm like, I just took on 12 more projects than you. Um, and so when you can streamline as much as humanly possible, you increase your capacity so much. And if you don't want to take it on to do more work, then you just get to go do fun things and like have a life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's what you truly are a catalyst for freedom. Like I just, I'm just so mesmerized by you, Laura. Like I'm just, you're so inspiring and you know, your lifestyle with you and your hubby and your cat, just, you know, taking your trailer and going across country and truly living life on your own terms is so admirable. I'm just so happy you're my friend. (laughs) I know it was so fun for anybody who doesn't know me. My husband did three months on the RV and we got to visit Kiana when we were in Arizona and go to country bar. And oh my gosh, it was so fun. So fun. Okay. So you are clearly the expert. You have 
oodles and oodles and oodles of information that people just absolutely need in their life because this is completely life changing. I mean, this is this is not just here to help your clients think you're amazing. This is this is going to free you up to truly right to go to your Mother's Day events for your kids to go to not be missing soccer games and PTA meetings, or even if you just want to sit next to your plants with your cat and read a book, like if that is what is the best day of your life, like that we are here for it. And so we want to encourage you to do that. So how do we work with you, Laura? How do we find you? How do we be BFFs with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Laura Lee creative. I frequently go on Instagram hiatuses, but, um, I am found there sometimes, but that at least has my links to everything else. Um, my website is definitely full of so much good information. So it's lauraleecreative.com. There's a ton of old blog posts. I haven't blogged in a while just because our marketing just kind of kicked off like a rocket and we have so many projects. So I'm like, okay, well, if I don't need to blog, I won't blog, but, um, there's a lot of really, really great evergreen content on there. Um, and if people want done for you, custom workflows, we do that. So that's what all those workflow projects I was talking about. We work with one-on-one with people to design their workflows, streamline, help them with all of their content, systematize and do their whole HoneyBook setup and everything. So it's like full service full CRM setup and all the strategy and creation ahead of time. So that's like our main thing that we're doing right now. I'm turning that into a group program so people can walk through all of it with me and like learn it all and do it all together in a group, which I think will be really empowering. And if people just want like templates that are pre-built, I have wedding and portrait workflow templates and bundles that also include all my email templates and questionnaires and basically all of the content so that all that's left is putting it into HoneyBook. So you get access to every single thing, exactly how you would copy paste it into your CRM. So those are great too. So I can definitely send you links because those are hidden on my website for some reason. I haven't up. Oh, absolutely. I feel like everybody needs this. Like if you're listening right now and you're thinking, gosh, this sounds incredible. You know, maybe it does sound a little daunting. Like we said before, it's like kind of like doing that, that front ended work, right? Like that stuff that needs to get done. And then once it's in place, oh my gosh, babe, your life is going to be changed forever. So I love that you have all these resources, Laura, you have these templates, you have these guides, you have obviously your programs. And I can't wait for this group coaching situation. That sounds incredible. Very excited. It was going to be a course. And then I was like, you know what? I think my, I need a group program because I just love the connection and meeting talking to people about their business. And Mm -hmm. I think it's also something that is very daunting and overwhelming when it's your first time going through it. And so I want to be there to help coach people. Cause like I said, if you design a workflow, but it's not a good workflow and it doesn't have client experience (laughs) built in, it's not going to give you those business game changing effects Mm -hmm. that it could have when the client experience is there and the communication you need is there. And so I'm excited for the group program. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your time and energy and workflow facts and systems ideas. Um, I I'm just so thankful for you, Laura. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.